The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patria. Riding solo for this wonderful Monday, we got an 11-game card on our hands. A nice doozy after we had this wonderful little Sunday uh, four four game card. So a little bit of a a little bit of a back to reality smack to the face after you get one of those, as I would say, days off when it's anything less than five or six. But uh, nonetheless, you know, a lot of news to monitor still. A lot of guys still, you know, making debuts and. We're kind of seeing some of that happen tonight with the Orlando Magic. I say tonight as I record this the night before, Sunday night. Nice early look for everybody. And you might hear it in the background. I'm trying to do my best. Hopefully the audio doesn't get interrupted or picked up too much. Uh, but it's it's like a torrential downpour. I don't know where this came from over here in Connecticut. Uh, but we are just feeling it. It is just dumping gallons and gallons of rain on the roof, it sounds like. Uh, but we're going to power through this. And hopefully, hopefully, like I said, doesn't get affected too much. But before we jump into anything, just a quick shout out to our presenting sponsor, MyBookie.ag. If you guys haven't checked them out, head over there to MyBookie.ag. They are absolutely fantastic. They are the number one sports book out there. And you hear me say it often. The only one I'll give my stamp of approval. A lot of places out there. We've had many, many, many sponsors reach out. But we wanted to work with MyBookie because they are the number one. They are the easiest one to back. And if you guys head over there and use that promo code HOOPBALL, on your initial deposit when you sign up, you'll get a 50% deposit match on up to $1,000. So uh, they will give you a you know free $500 if you want to put a grand in there. They'll give you $250 if you want to put $500. Whatever it is, they'll match it up to 50%, uh, up to $1,000 if you use that promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. All right, we'll jump in this. The only thing that's going to slow us down is going to be the, uh, the you know, fairly, fairly often sips of water. That I will need because 11 games, you guys are going to hear me talking a lot here. So I do apologize. Santino, I know, will not listen to this show because him hearing my voice for this long, uh, he says it's painful. But what a nice friend I got. First game on the docket, Indiana Pacers traveling to Washington. Uh, They're going to take on the Wizards in this one for the Pacers. Doug McDermott is questionable while T.J. Warren is ruled uh, ruled out. And for the Wizards, Davis Bertans, Thomas Bryant, Ish Smith, all ruled out. Bradley Beal is questionable. Uh, as of right now, we do have a game total, 215 and a half. Pacers favored by four points in this one. So uh, we'll start off with the Pacers in this one. You know, no real news outside of Doug McDermott. If Doug McDermott does get ruled out, we probably just see a little uptick for guys like Jeremy Lamb. Uh, and Edmund Sumner. Sumner having one of those better games, hitting that big shot uh, not too long ago. But neither one of those guys really intrigued me too much. If I'm going anywhere on this team, uh, it's probably just going to be the top dogs. I mean, Karis LeVert finally starting to get back into the form. Uh, getting the shot attempts up is the most important and the, the most secure thing I want to see. But when he's the same price as Brogdon, it's hard for me not just to want to lean over to Brogdon uh, for the sense of security. He's pretty much been turning in at least 35 DK points over the past uh, three out of the past four games. So, I like that floor. I like this matchup. It's a pace-up matchup for him. Although the totals is not the greatest, it is still a pace-up for him. So I'll take a look at Brogdon. I prefer him over Karis Both of them are very, very much options. 
Outside of those two guys, I'm not paying up for Sabonis on this slate. Just too many guys I like. And same thing with Turner. We'll talk about several, several centers that we can get to. And you're going to hear me keep it pretty brief and short with a lot of these teams. And I'm not going to mention too, too many names. And it is because we have 11 games. 22 teams is a large player pool. Uh, if you don't cut it down, you're going to cause yourself more headaches than you need to. And when push comes to shove, I can't play everybody. But we'll slide over to the other side of the ball. For the Wizards, uh, Bradley Beal being questionable is the big news. Obviously, this is the first game, the standalone 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Uh, we should have this news. If Beal sits, Westbrook at 11K, I don't care about the matchup. I'll have a ton of interest in him. Uh, the usage, everything would be there for him, obviously. And, you know, with all these other studs on the slate, yeah, you could still avoid him at that point. But I'd probably be looking at, you know, my GPPs, I'd probably be 40 50% shares on Westbrook if there is no Beal. I will have a fair amount. I'll pivot off him to some other studs. Don't get me wrong, but he will be one of my favorite. Uh, outside of him, you know, you can look at Alex Len at 4,200. He should still continue to be one of these guys in the mosh posh of centers out here. Uh, I don't really have a ton of faith in any of them, but, you know, no go, knowing that they're going against Indiana with Miles Turner, with Sabonis, we got to expect that, you know, the, the combination of Alex Len and, uh, you know, recently Gafford uh, outperforming all of them, but, you know, who knows who gets these minutes. So it's probably best to be a stay away situation. If for some reason we hear Gafford starting, uh, then maybe we consider it. But I don't know if we need to go to too much here. Obviously, if Beal sits, we will see the usage spread out a little bit. A ton of it will probably trickle off to Denny. A couple will go, uh, you know, usage points will go to Matthews. But all in all, it's just really Westbrook for me that I'm going to have the most interest in. We'll move on to the next game. New Orleans Pelicans traveling to Boston. Take on the Celtics in this one. Check out the injury report for the Celtics. Evan Fournier is questionable. Romeo Langford, Samuel Gillet, and Tristan Thompson all ruled out. For the Pelicans, Lonzo Ball and Jackson Hayes are both being considered questionable at the moment. Game totals 230.5. Celtics are being favored by four points in this one. So we'll start, over, or start off with the, uh, with the away team. We'll go straight to the top where we need to at Zion, 8,800. The price tag is still too cheap. Uh, the, you know, the front court, it's even more vulnerable until they can bring somebody else in here. Sign me up for Zion at 8,800. He's the guy. He's one of my favorite guys in that 8K price range. Reason why you don't necessarily need to go just double stud. A lot of people might just go with two studs, try to get Westbrook, and then try to get somebody around that 10K, if not more than 10K range. And you don't need to. Uh, in my opinion, just kind of looking at this slate, a lot of the the value I like is in that mid four, low four range, and then a lot of the you know the guys I can see exceeding fifty plus uh, are actually in that you know mid eight to high eight range, even the low nine. So uh, Zion being one of those guys, eight eight hundred, it's just a fantastic matchup. I put up about fifty DK points in this matchup earlier in the season, uh, dropped a cool twenty eight and ten, but this dude just can't be stopped right now. He just looks like a force. Uh, I saw on Twitter, very Shaq-esque people are saying, and you really can't argue with that just because he's just simply using his body uh, like a force. That's it. You can't, you can't get his way. You could try. It's not going to do much for you, though. Uh, some of these other options, Brandon Ingram at 77, I'll probably take a pass. I'd rather uh, you know avoid playing too many wings going against the Celtics. I think there's just better spots that we could target in that case. And then, you know, Nikhil Alexander-Walker's price tag is starting to get up there at 58. So I don't see myself going to him too, too much. The minutes will be there. Uh, you know, as long as Lonzo's out, if Lonzo comes back, you can avoid him completely. Uh, but at 5,800, there's worse options. I mean, he's been turning out 30-plus over the past three four games. 
So he's hitting that value. It's just not, again, not the not the matchup I really want to target too many wings. All right. Excuse me. Sip of water. On to the Celtics over here. Evan Fournier uh, coming into this rotation won't really affect too many of these starters. It'll mostly just affect some of the second and bench unit guys. You know, maybe it affects Kemba. We'll probably see him kind of, you know, get an uptick in minutes in the games where one of these guys sit. It'll allow them to and afford them to rest these guys a little bit down the stretch if they want. That's why it's a big addition. Uh, at the top, Jason Tatum, 8,600. Uh, I love the matchup. Uh, I'll just take a pass knowing Zion's only $200 more. If I was going to go anywhere, I'd go to Jalen Brown at 8K. I always just play Jalen Brown over uh, over Tatum. Just no real preference. It's just usually about six to $800 price difference, and I think they both have similar floors and ceilings. Played 40 minutes in the matchup early in the season, put up 46 DK points on 25, 9, and 6. So uh, up-paced matchup. We already touched on that, so sign me up. I don't mind him. And then looking at Robert Williams, everyone's shiny new toy. It's just, uh, you know, who, who's shinier, him or Moses Brown? And that's what we had to look at the other night, and that's what we'll have to look at tonight. I'm sure both these guys will draw a fair amount of ownership. Look for a good bounce-back spot, though. Didn't really get much done. That's the thing about Robert Williams. He's not going to do much on offense. He's really just going to be putting a couple tip-ins. It's his defensive numbers. It's the rebounds. But one would imagine he's going to have to play a fair amount with Zion on the floor. You know, these guys, two kind of bowling ball type players. So uh, I expect as long as he can stay out of foul trouble, which he's done a fair, fair good, fairly good job at. And that's been one of his problems early on in his career. Uh, but hasn't exceeded two fouls over the past four games. So. 6,700, I'm expecting a good bounce-back spot for Robert Williams. And if some people are afraid to, you know, kind of look back at him after getting burnt a little bit, don't be. You can go right back to him. So it'll be Brown, and it'll be Williams. Next game, Minnesota Timberwolves traveling to Brooklyn, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time game. Now, we don't have all the game totals yet released, but this one... Uh, it's probably going to be one of the higher ones, if not the highest of the night. 240 and a half. Brooklyn being favored by 11 and a half points. So, uh, injury report Spencer Dinwiddie, Kevin Durant, Landry Shamit all ruled out. Josh Okogie and D'Angelo Russell have been ruled out for the Timberwolves. So, Kyrie Irving expected to rejoin the team and be available for this game. Uh, as well, Malik Beasley came back and made his return in the last one, played, uh, played about 29 minutes. So, they said that he was capped around 28 to 30. Uh, look for that to probably get bumped up a little bit, especially if this matchup stays competitive. We'll start off with the Timberwolves. Uh, touching on that right there, those are the two guys I'm going to be looking at. It's going to be Malik Beasley, 6,700. Uh, for every reason, this dude was pretty much leading the team in usage before he got suspended. Uh, he's probably going to come back and just look to take that Anthony Edwards role right back into his own great hand. So uh, looking at you know 30 minutes in the last one, he could easily get back up to, I wouldn't say 38 like he used to play, or 37. But if we're looking at 32 to 34, Anywhere between you know 15 and 20 shot attempts in this Brooklyn matchup. Sign me up at 6,700. I like Malik Beasley, and I like Carl Anthony Towns. But like I said, it's going to be hard to get a lot of these guys in there. I think both these guys are absolutely fantastic plays. And if you can't afford Towns, go looking, go looking at a guy like Beasley. It's certainly not a bad thing to do. If you want to go back to Edwards, you certainly can. He's still going to take a good amount of shot attempts. He took 22 in that last one. I expect it to kind of normalize between uh, you know Beasley and Edwards. Eventually going to probably shift a little bit more towards Beasley. Other than that, GPP flyers on Ricky Rubio and the occasional upside in the 40-50 point game, but I'll probably pass in the, in the grand scheme of things. On the Brooklyn side of the ball, this is just a fantastic matchup for both these teams. Uh, neither team really plays little to any defense. I mean, we might see that change with Brooklyn. Just kidding. They kind of brought in a lot of guys that aren't very good at defense. 
Uh, but James Harden, 10-9, regardless of Kyrie Irving being in this lineup, he's very much in play. Yes, the 30-shot attempts might not be there. I'll probably go back to playing a little bit more of a facilitator, and we might see more of those you know, 15- to 18-shot attempt type games. But it's still James Harden, 10-9, sign me up. I'm okay with playing him. If I'm not playing Westbrook, I'll probably have a couple shares of him. I prefer him even over, I think, Doncic. Uh, i got to kind of see how I feel about that, though. We'll get to him in a little bit. Irving at 9-8, I'll pass. Just too many guys. I think I, I touched on a few. I like Zion for $1,000 left. Less. Wouldn't be surprised if he outscores him uh, just in draw points for $1,000 less. Outside of those two guys, I'm probably not going to be taking too many shots. You know, Blake Griffin getting his minutes up a little bit. Played 20 in that last one. You know, could see that go up a little bit so far in these games. He's been with Brooklyn three games, 15, 19, 20. We could see 22, 24. And if we do see that at 5,300, that's not terrible. He could easily exceed that value. Uh, but we don't know. You're kind of banking on it, and the ceiling's a little bit capped. So maybe if you're looking at him in, in cash, but... Even then, it's it's kind of hard, too hard to trust in cash. That's probably it. <clears throat> as soon as we get two of these studs back in the lineup, we could kind of start to cross other guys off. We know where the usage is going to go, and we know the guys that we want to play. Uh, outside of those two guys, there's very, very little shot attempts to go around. On to the next one, another 7.30 Eastern Standard Time game. Miami Heat traveling to New York. Take on the Knicks in this one. So, uh, we'll go to the injury report for the Heat. Goran Dragic is probable while Udonis Haslam, Kendrick Nunn, KZ Ipala, Victor Oladipo all ruled out. Gabe Vincent is probable. For the Knicks, Reggie Bullock, Julius Randle both questionable while Terrence Ferguson, Vincent Poirier, and Mitchell Robinson are ruled out. Uh, poor Mitchell Robinson. The guy cannot catch a break. Comes back from a fractured wrist just to break his foot. Uh, dude, man, damn. Especially seeing Derrick Rose in that post game. Uh, kind of really just laying it all out there. You see how much that guy really cares for his teammates. But uh, this will probably be the lowest game total on the night, at least the lowest one that we have available for us at the moment. Two, eight and a half, and Miami's being favored by four points. Uh, despite it being a low game total, doesn't mean that there can't be some decent value plays that we can look at. Starting off with the Heat, we'll start off with the way team. Uh, you know, knowing that Victor Oladipo is still not available, and then, you know, you got Kendrick Nunn. Dean with that ankle sprain already ruled out. <clears throat> we should see a few extra point guard minutes be available. And we kind of saw Tyler Hero uh, take advantage of those ones in the last one. So at 5,800, I definitely like some Tyler Hero. Played at least 30, uh, 33 minutes over the last two games. Definitely going to get a little uptick. Dragic will cut into that. If you wanted to play Dragic, I wouldn't fault you there. But Dragic is more of uh, that, you know, kind of just that score at this point in his career. He's not really as much of a facilitator. You'll see a couple of these games where he drops like, you know, eight. But that's few and far in between. You don't see many of those usually flown around that two or three. I think that just having uh, the playmaking ability of Tyler here on the starting lineup might just help them out a little bit, but uh, I don't mind looking at either one of those two guys outside of them. I'll definitely look for some value. I was all over Trevor reason that last one. I wish I had more, uh, but you know, not going to be greedy, put up 41 DK points at 31 minutes. They didn't land the Marcus Aldridge. You know, we all know that now uh, reason is probably going to be one of their main, you know, main options at power forward going forward. Power forward going forward after shipping Kelly Olynyk out. So back-to-back uh, -back games with 30-plus minutes, 4,500. You could play him at power. Oh, no, they took away small forward eligibility. Only power forward eligible at this point was small forward eligible, uh, but still a fantastic play at 4,500. I will have some shares. And then, you know, looking at Butler, Bam, you could go to him. I don't mind them. You know, anytime I see Butler going against Tibbs, I get a little bit more excited, just a little narrative involved. 
And then again, Bam just feels like he's slightly underpriced in a matchup where he's exceeded this value twice already this season. So I can see playing these guys. Just a low total. I've already touched on a few guys I do like in this matchup. And it's going to be two tough, hard-nosed defenses, not, not games that we're generally too in, enticed about that we're trying to you know overload on, especially with 11 games. So you know, don't get too crazy. Don't go overboard. But if you want a guy, sure. On the Knicks side of things, we'll slide over there. Randall's obviously the big news that we're going to be monitoring. We're going to need to know what's going on with him. Uh, we already saw what kind of happened without Randall in that last one. And it was just... Tibbs played his guy. <laughs> Taj Gibson came out there, played 30-plus minutes. He didn't, he didn't disappoint DFS players. I mean, he came out and put up a solid, you know, almost 30 DK points. And at 4,200 power forwards that are eligible, very Trevor Ariza-esque. If there is no Randall, he'll play. I don't expect if there's no Randall, if this game stays close for very long, uh, but he'll play. Outside of them, I'm not going to go to, you know, the whole bear. You can go back to Burks. He's starting to get bumped up, though, at 6,500. I'd only look at either one of those guys if Randall's out. But I think we could definitely look at Noel. Not the best matchup going against Bam. I know that. Not something that we normally want to pick on. But no Mitchell Robinson. Noel's back to being the starting center. And at 4,800, if he's going to play 30-plus minutes, he's basically got a floor of about 20 to 25 and just rebounds and defensive stats alone. Anything else is just a cherry on top and a bonus. So there we go. We've got some value. A couple guys in this game alone that are going to be less than 5K that we could target for some one-off value. Next Game, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Game, Toronto Raptors traveling to Detroit. They're going to take on the Pistons in this one. As far as an injury report goes, does not look like we're going to have anything for the Raptors. They are on the second half of a back-to-back. But for the Pistons, Killian Hayes, Jaleel Okafor, Dennis Smith Jr. all ruled out. Ryan Magruder is doubtful. Jeremy Grant is probable after that quad bruise forced him to leave a little bit. Uh, we have a 219 game total, Toronto being favored by four and a half points in this one. So we'll start with the Raptors. Uh, Kyle Lowry was scratched. He's ruled out due to right foot soreness. Kind of going to have to monitor that if uh, if he's ruled out again. Pretty much know what's going to happen. It's going to be the new acquisition of Tr- Gary Trent Jr. Uh, joining Fred Van Vliet in that starting backcourt. Never have interest in Gary Trent Jr. I just, uh, you know, I need more studs to be out when he... A little bit of a just scoring-reliant guy. If the shot's not falling, he's not going to be chipping in much outside of a steal or two. But Fred Van Vliet at 7,900 is definitely a guy I would attack. Same thing with Pascal Siakam. If Lowry's out, these two guys will be the usage monsters that we want them to be. Uh, both them under AK. You can look at either one of them and feel perfectly comfortable with them. No DeLon Wright makes the backcourt a little bit more vulnerable, especially now for Van Vliet. And if Grant is in there, be a fair po- uh, opponent for Siakam in the front court defensively. It's just going to be pure volume, and we'll probably see them try to roll Siakam at center as often as possible. They've been really trying to run a little bit with smaller lineups. They're not going to have necessarily the lineup they want to have to do that, but they'll still be able to do it if they want to play Rodney Hood at three. On the Pistons side of things, Saban Lee came out and it was just scorching hot in limited minutes. Uh, for the beginning of the game, ended up finishing the game with six, five, five, one, and two, and only 24 minutes at 20, 25 DK points. Now, uh, Dennis Smith Jr. already rolled out. Now, probably assume that Saban Lee will draw the start in this one. Uh, we'll have to keep an eye on it, though. No guarantees. We kind of seen them do a few different things in their lineup, but with Rodney, I think when uh, when he didn't start, it was Rodney Magruder that started, and now with Rodney Magruder doubtful, probably a fair bet that we get to see Lee start. 
not the greatest matchup that we not want to necessarily target it, but at 3,800, uh, he's definitely in play as a rock solid value play. And, you know, who's going to pick up the ancillary point guard minutes? I don't expect Lee to necessarily come out here at goal 30. Uh, we'll probably see Joseph play a fair amount as well uh, if, uh, if he is available, which it feels like he is. And then uh, Frank Jackson as well. But never do I ever want to play Corey Joseph. I don't really trust it. 3,900, there's, I guess there's worse you can do. That's it for me. I'm not really looking at a whole lot over here. Um, you know, Hamdan Diallo is getting his minutes back up. Only played one game, rested the second half of back-to-back for them the last time. He should be looking at maybe 20 to 24 minutes. But until we see what he can do with 30 on this team and the usage and how it's distributed, I really just don't have a lot of interest over there. Next game, Memphis Grizzlies traveling to Houston. They're going to take on the Rockets. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game for the Rockets. Avery Bradley and Christian Wood, both questionable. Dante Axum, Eric Gordon. David Nwaba all ruled out for the Grizzlies. It is only Jaron Jackson Jr. And, uh, you know, Santino would say right around the corner, but the updates keep getting worse and worse. I think I feel like he just might be jinxing them because uh, now they're saying end of April for Jaron Jackson Jr. Two twenty-one and a half game total. Grizzlies being favored by five points in this one. Jonas Valanciunas, 7-7. I love the matchup, just not a one I'm going to target him in. Uh, they'll play probably end up trying to go small regardless, and even in the moments that Christian Wood's not on the floor, I just don't see him playing much more than you know 25 to 26 minutes. We're really hoping to get 30-plus when we're paying that price tag for Joe Val. John Morant coming in at 7-5, only a hair less. Again, you know John Wall isn't necessarily a defender. He used to be, just not a guy that I necessarily also need to pinpoint. I don't mind it, but... You know, we talked about a few other guys, even Van Vliet for only a, a couple hundred dollars more in that previous game. I prefer him. So when push comes to shove, I just don't see myself having a ton of Morant. But I, I wouldn't fault anybody that did. He has plenty of upside that can get it done. If I'm looking anywhere, though, it's probably going to be these ancillary backcourt guys. Grayson Allen at 4,600 should continue to play minutes in at least the mid-20s and sometimes even in the low 30s. Uh, he gets it done in a few different ways, whether it's with steals, you know, occasionally have those double shot attempt games. Uh, but we're looking at the past three games. He's put up at least 25 DK points with a ceiling of 30 and at 4,600 falls into that value tier and that value range of those guys I've already talked about a few times. You know, Trevor Reese's and a few other guys in the Miami game, Taj Gibson, if uh, if we don't have Julius Randle. But that's probably it for me. I want to play DeAnthony Melton, believe me. I just don't know what they're doing with this guy and uh, why they don't play him more. Uh, 4K, though, it's still a great price tag. We've seen time and time again that he doesn't always need 25 minutes to hit that value you only need about 20 dk points for a 5x return so you know he can easily get that done in 18 minutes on the houston side of things right where i let off john wall 8300 yep i'm cool with that uh i talked about playing a bunch of guys i think in that ak range john wall definitely being one of those guys you know he's only averaging about uh 22 dk points in this matchup this season and it's most because these games have just been weird uh pretty unsustainable and can't stay close but if Christian Wood plays, I'd have a lot more faith in John Wall. I would like John Wall a lot more. He just needs somebody to finish for him in order to get these double-digit assist games and keep them going. But, you know, over the last four games, low of 36, high of 57, 8,300. It's kind of hard from uh, hard to imagine him not coming close to paying off that price tag with the upside of always exceeding that. I won't be playing uh, Christian Wood at 84. Just too many centers I like that are a little bit cheaper than him. 
But if he is out, we could definitely go look at Kelly Olenek again at 4,400. He'd be a near chalk play. And for good reasoning, you can't blame anybody. Another guy that falls in that 4K range, you'll hear the theme of the night, and that is it. Uh, it's playing these guys in that 4K range. So I will have some shares of him, uh, especially. I, I probably wouldn't have any shares if Christian Wood plays, but with no Christian Wood, definitely I'd have some shares. All set with Ben McLemore, unless for some reason uh, we hear he's starting and playing 30-plus minutes again. But with Kevin Porter Jr. back, I doubt that happens. And you could look at Kevin Porter Jr., but I just prefer to play him when John Wall sits. That way he's playing more point guard. I want that usage to be a little bit higher if I'm paying 6400 for him. All right. Oof. Exhale. I feel like I just, uh, I, again, apologize. Thank you guys for the tuning in and listening. I mean, if, you, uh, if, you, if you're a first-time listener, uh, they're not always a mouthful like this with 11 games on and someone flying solo. But we're getting it done. Uh, the information will be provided. we got to get the content to the people. Next game, Dallas Mavericks traveling to OKC. They're taking on the Thunder here. For the Mavericks, Willie Cauley-Stein, J.J. Redick, Tyrell Terry all ruled out. And for the Thunder, Darius Baisley. Uh, looks like he's going to be more week-to-week with the shoulder rather than day-to-day. Lou Jens Dort, he's in the concussion protocol. And Shai Gillages, Alexander, Mike Muscala, all four of them ruled out. Looks like Shea is going to be out for a better half of some time. And as we heard, there will be no more Al Horford. So, Thunder going full tank mode, full packet in mode, which uh, is going to have me a little afraid to play a lot of these Maverick guys who we just saw rest their guys. Fully looking for every reason to kind of sit Luca, sit Porzingis as often as possible. Now, I'm not saying they're going to pack it in and they're happy with their seating or anything like that, but... You know, if this game gets out of hand, you, you best believe that we're probably going to see a lot of these Mavericks go straight to the bench as soon as possible. So that's the reason. I, I, otherwise, I would love Luka. I would love playing Luka. If this game stays close, there's no doubt in my mind Luka drops 60-plus. Uh, I just don't trust that this game stays too close. You could look at either one of Porzingis and or Luka if you do feel like it or if you want to play a couple pivot lineups and you know, hedge your bet and get them in there. Uh, then you could do that. But I doubt we see Boban start again with Porzingis, you know, mostly being available to play. And, uh, you know, if he is, sign me up at 3700 But I just doubt that he'll be available. Maybe they do. Maybe just to go against Moses Brown. But I doubt it. On the other side, Moses Brown, uh, new talk of the town, 6800 Going against his Mavs team, which has pretty been pretty much been one of the worst teams against opposing centers and on the interior. We're talking three straight games of 30-plus scoring. He shot well over the past two games. Pretty much, uh, you know, mostly like a putback and rim-running type guy. 8 of 10, 7 of 9, not going to happen like that every game. But the rebounds look like they're real. This guy's just absolutely scorching hot over the past four games on the glass. Uh, you know, talking about 53 rebounds over the past three games. So, yeah, 6,800, he's right in that Robert Williams territory and the Time Lord territory. Who do I like more if I had to pick one? Well, I think Brown's probably going to draw a little bit more ownership tonight, but both fantastic options. I'm probably leaning a little bit more brown. Feel a little bit safer. But when it's all said and done, I think I might, I don't know, I might have more Williams. We'll have to see how that goes. Uh, but, you know, no Baisley, no Dort. There's going to be shot attempts to go around. No Shea. Maladon should continue to start. You know, I don't generally like to target the, the Mavs at the point guard position or actually in the backcourt in general. I'm not a big fan of it. 
Uh, so I'll probably pass on Maladon at 5,800. I'll let some other people play him. Again, one of those guys, I wouldn't fault you. Makes sense. He's going to have usage. He's going to have the shot attempts. He'll be there for him. Just not a guy that I'm you know, overly excited about. But looking at Roby, looking at Pakusevsky, both these guys are excellent plays. If I had to play one, I'd probably play Pakusevsky. But you can go to either one of them in that low 5K range. Uh, Pokemon just gets it done in so many different ways. Blocks, steals, assists, boards. Uh, just managers are chipping all over the place. He's always going to struggle from the floor, but who cares? We don't, uh, we don't, we don't mind that in DFS. And if you want to look at, you know, Sviva Kalik or Kendrick Williams, one of these guys, a value play. You know, they're both there for you. I, I already touched on a ton of value. If I had to play one of these guys, it'd probably be Kenrich. He played thirty in that last one, but none of this is guaranteed. These guys would probably be like third or fourth on the team in shot attempts, and I think we probably touched on a few guys that are, yeah, same price if not even a little cheaper. That a little bit better, a little bit more secure, a little bit higher upside. That's what I'm always looking for. I'm looking for the upside. Next game, 8.30 Eastern Standard Time game. Sacramento Kings traveling to San Antonio. They're going to take on the Spurs in this one. As far as an injury report, Marvin Bagley, Jamius Ramsey both ruled out. Hassan Whiteside is questionable for the Spurs. Kenneth beats Diop, Marquise Chris, Lonnie Walker. All ruled out. Devin Vassell is probable. 228 game total. San Antonio favored by two and a half points in this one. Sacramento coming off of that absolute just ridiculous full court pass and turnaround shot by Harrison Barnes and then hilarious post uh, post game uh, hype up by Hassan Whiteside. It's just uh, it was everything. It had it had all the making. So uh, they're going to be coming in here uh, on their high horses, feeling good about themselves. And I'm not saying they're going to get knocked down a peg. If anything, I think it's going to be the complete opposite. But Fox has just been absolute cooking. And, you know, maybe I'm wrong. And maybe I'm just going to keep taking them off the chin. But I'm not playing them. Uh, 9,500, it's just getting up there in the price tag. And he's just been playing so much better next to Halliburton. And, you know, maybe it's it's the, you know, having another facilitator in the lineup that helps him. Having somebody else be able to create for others and set up a play and set up a pick and roll. Whatever it may be. Uh, he's just going to continue to just thrive next to these two guys. And this is the future backcourt going forward for this team. I don't care who comes back. Nothing's going to change that. But with all that being said, I'm not playing any Darren Fox. Rashawn Holmes, another guy that's just been lights out and scorching. 7,600. Don't mind him. Just don't see myself having too many shares of him. Uh, We just talked about so many centers on the slate, and we'll get to a few more that I like in these coming games. Buddy Heald, 64. No, thank you. It's really just going to be, if anybody, Halliburton for me. Uh, I just love playing this kid. You know, hasn't been really chipping in too much as far as assistant rebounds over the past three games, uh, but it will come. That's the thing. The shot attempts will always be in the double digits. They're usually not much higher than, you know, 12, 13. Uh, but it chips in steals. He'll chip in rebounds. He'll chip in assists normally on a night-to-night basis at 6,100. I don't mind playing some Halliburton. He's probably the only guy I'm really looking at on this team. On the other side of the ball, looking at the Spurs, uh, you know, nothing really changed with the uh, trade deadline with them. You know, we've already saw for several weeks, about a week and a half maybe it is, uh, of no Aldridge. So we already know what this team was looking to do and what they were planning on doing. But I like to target the shooting guards going against them. So like going against the Kings. Derek White coming in here at 5,900. Just talked about Halliburton. If I had to pick one of these guys and who I preferred over the other, it would be close. Uh, my narrative streak tells me just to go Derek White. Just trust it. And... um that's probably what I would do. I'll just ride my narrative streak. Just shooting guards against the Kings never fails me. 
Um, hopefully it doesn't let me down tonight. But either way, you can look at the Rosen kind of fits that same build. And uh, I'm I'm okay with Murray. I don't mind playing Murray. But again, 7,100, I think that we have some other options that we can go to. Back-to-back games at 39 and a half DK points. So guys been getting it done. Other than those main three core guys, if there's anybody else you want to look at, you know, Keldon Johnson at 5,300. It's a fair matchup, but the minutes haven't been there. I don't want to just pick on Harrison Barnes, who's just been great for a bad thing. As much bad things as I say about Harrison Barnes, I'll never play him. He's a guy I never play, whatever it is. Uh, dude's just been balling. Patty Mills at 43. He's a value player that we could keep in our player pool. I'd rather him be like 36 or 37, just because we've already talked about a couple of these other guys around the same price tag with a little bit more upside. But uh, he's been churning out 20, po- uh, 20, point, 20 DK point games left and right. So we'll take that. Next game, Cleveland Cavaliers traveling to Utah. They're taking on the Jazz in this one for the Cavs. Jared Allen, Matthew Dellavedova, Kevin Love all ruled out. Torian Prince is questionable. As far as a game total, 222.5. Jazz being favored by, you know, buckle up. Uh, might be one of the larger spreads of the year. 14.5 points. Nothing too big, nothing too major. Looking at the Cleveland side of the ball, we'll pass here. We are all set. Nothing to look at here. No Jared Allen. We'll probably expect Larry Nance to start, but it's okay. We don't want to play any of them. Uh, we are good. If anything, you know, maybe, and just maybe, because I believe he's going to be available, uh, you can look at Isaiah Hartenstein. Uh, you know, if he is available at 3,200, maybe he just plays shot in the dark GPP 15 to 20 minutes in a blowout. Gets close to a double-double. Uh, but one would imagine that it would probably just be end up being like Dean Wade uh, that ends up seeing the minutes before him. So maybe look at Wade, 4,800, though. But not a matchup I want to target too many people. I'm all set here. I'll pass. Looking on the Jazz side of the ball, obviously we can expect most of these guys to just to smash this out of the park. But how many minutes do they need to play and how many will they play? Conley sat out that last one due to uh, just routine injury maintenance. Uh, I believe it's his hamstring that they're kind of monitoring and they're just giving him a night off here and there. But he should be back in this one. And with them being at full power going against this team, I'm just all set. Uh, this is not a game I want to target. So with 11 games, finally, I got one that I can say I can cross off and just take off completely. Moving on to the next one, Chicago Bulls, the new Chicago Bulls, traveling to Golden State, taking on the Warriors for the Bulls. Zach Levine, Laurie Marketing, both probable. The Warriors have yet to release their injury report. Uh, they're on the second half of a back-to-back in this one. So we'll have to monitor some things. I believe Steph Curry was questionable, though, for Monday's game, if I'm not mistaken. I did see that. So uh, big news, obviously. Big news with Steph Curry. We'll have to monitor. But before we jump into them, let's start with the Bulls. At the top of the food chain, we have Nikola Vucevic coming in at 9,300. Yeah, this feels cheap for Vuk. Yeah, he's not in the magic. Probably won't have the same amount of shot attempts, but uh, we've heard them talk about it. He was just cooking, and as bad as the Bulls looked in that game, they just missed him a lot. Uh, You heard him talk about it after the game. There were several, several instances where they could have got Vucevic the ball. They just missed it. They're not used to having a dominant center that deserves the ball in the paint, who finds himself, you know, open a lot. And uh, they're going to keep an eye out for him. If anything, I'd expect him over the next couple games to maybe look for it even more. Uh, there's not a single center on this lineup or in this matchup that can stop him. They'll probably try to throw Wiseman at him a little bit. But uh, I'm a big Wiseman guy, but he is not ready for a guy like Big Vucevic. So I will pass on Wiseman. I will play 
Sumuchevich. Outside of him, you know, looking at Zach Levine, the price tag is down, and it feels like it's down too much. A little just too much for a guy that, you know, we were routinely ready to pay 9500 for early on in the year. Yes, uh, Vucevic is going to eat into that usage slightly, but not enough for me to be scared. I mean, this dude dropped 53 DK points on them earlier in the season on 11 to 23 shot attempts. 8400 I have no problem going to him. Again, why I'm not going to so many guys over 10 k uh, These are two guys that, whether regardless of the position eligibility, I like both of them, 8,400 and 9,300. I'll probably have one uh, one or the other in a fair amount of my lineups. I don't think I'll be going to too much as far as, uh, you know, these other guys, Thad Young at 6K. Don't mind it, but I'm all set. I don't even think I would go to marketing at 5K. He'll have some big games here and there. Yeah, I'm not expecting them to be few and far in between, but those uh, those larger rebounding games and those days of him being near the paint are gone. Uh, you can kiss those goodbye. So that's it. I'll pass it with anybody else. I'm all set. I think Sadoransky maybe a little bit 47, but we already talked about it. Again, the 4K price range. It's just so much, so much value in it tonight where we don't need to look at Sadoransky like we normally might. All right. On the Golden State side of things, looking at Steph Curry at 9-4. If he plays, I absolutely love him. He went through a full practice on Sunday, but again, he's considered questionable for today's game. 9400 though, great price tag. If this game stays close... And he's ready to play. I imagine he'd play a full workload. They wouldn't take any chances with him. And if he's back, we don't look at Wiggins. Um, you know, not at seven four necessarily. I don't think that. And obviously, we don't we don't look at Poole anymore in that circumstance. So we'd probably take immediate passes on those if Curry returns. If Curry returns, I'll go right back to Draymond though at sixty nine hundred. Uh, just another guy that we could see go back to his normal role. And if the game stays close, Draymond will play big minutes. It's just that simple. That's the one worry. If the game gets out of hand because Steph's not in it, which they pretty much need the guy. Draymond won't play as much. So I, I actually would like Draymond the most out of anybody on this team, but I would want Steph to play for that to happen. And if Steph plays, he's very much to play as well. Steph Curry, and he's lower, less than 10K. Yeah, I'll play some Steph at 9,400. Final game of the night, Milwaukee Bucks traveling to L.A. to take on the Clippers in this one. No injury report for the Clippers. But for the Bucks, Rodion Carrick, Bobby Portis, P.J. Tucker all ruled out. So uh, we saw Giannis, Middleton, Drew Holiday, Bobby Portis all missed that last game. A couple of these guys being back. Uh, that means no more Jordan Nuora explosions or Thanis Antetokounmpo explosions. Uh, we could shelf those ones. No game total, no spread for this one. We're going to have to wait and see on that one. Looking at the Bucks, fully healthy. Giannis at 10-7. He can absolutely destroy in this matchup. Don't get me wrong. I'm just going to take a pass. Just simply on based on lineup construction, the way my lineups have been being built so far. If you have the money and you want to spend it there, sure. I just prefer to spend it on either Westbrook or even Harden over Giannis. But I wouldn't fault you for the competitive nature, late game hammer, all the juicy stuff that floats with it. Outside of him, though, if I wanted to go anywhere on this team, I'd probably look at a guy like Drew Holiday at 7200 uh, I want the price tag to be a little lower than that. It's not the best, but we see point guards time and time again take advantage of this team. And they just don't have the personnel. Bottom line, you know, Patrick Beverly still not being available to play. You know, you could get away with some draw holiday at 7,200. But I don't think I'll be going to too much overall on this Milwaukee team. Just not needed. Not just not needed. And, you know, more that I think about it, we actually might just see. We might see some more Thonis. Bottom line. Uh, he might not be gone yet. We're getting a little price boost at, you know, 4K. Uh, but we still might see some more Thonis. 
just because they don't have Bobby Portis and they still don't have, uh, or not still don't have, they don't have PJ Tucker for this game. Uh, so they really don't have too much as far as a backup center or a backup power forward. There, there we go. Uh, Thonis might be in play at 4K. On the other side of the ball, looking at this Clippers team, both studs under 9K, Kawhi Leonard 8,900, Paul George 8,500. If I had to say which guy do I prefer in this matchup, it would probably be George. We just see so many guys be able to take advantage of him from the three-point line. Uh, George is a guy that just routinely night in and night out is taking five-plus three-point attempts. So I don't mind looking at Paul George here. I think that at 8,500, I've already touched on several other guys. I prefer a little bit more than him in that price range. Uh, but if you're fixated on this game or if you just want to get some late-game exposure, you're playing one of the you know late-game plates, then you could definitely look his way. In the front court, Serge Ibaka, big news that we'll have to monitor. Uh, he did not play on Sunday. Odds are he won't play on Monday. With him still being out, we should see Zubats uh, continue to pretty much play the bulk of the center minutes. Now, I don't expect him to play a, a whole lot in this one. It might end up getting smaller sooner rather than later. Uh, but he's still definitely in play at 5,900. He could take advantage of this matchup. Markeith Morris Sr. is bound to fight somebody in this game. Uh, no, in all, in all seriousness, he, he, he really might. Uh, and I don't mind taking the shot at him at 45, that 4K range. So actually, maybe we, you know, push him to shove. I, I think I mentioned probably three or four guys I prefer over more. So I don't even know if I would land on him. And I probably prefer his his backcourt mate over him a little bit more uh, in Terrence Mann. Just knowing that this guy's going to be the new bench usage Lou Will type guy. I'm not expecting him to call him Lou Will. I don't think he is Lou Will. Uh, but he's going to be sitting there playing about you know 25 some minutes, some games, and you know 30 and others. And he could chip in so many different ways. If you just look at the box scores, two out of the last four games, the guy's double-digit rebounds. Uh, and then you look at the two out of four games, he has 20-plus points. He can get it done in a few different ways. And at 4,300, he's definitely an option that we could take a look at. If the game gets out of hand for any way, shape, or form, he is always blowout-proof as well. And I'm good with chasing these Reggie Jackson games. I got a hold of one of them. Uh, it was the one against San Antonio. And I will hop off the train after that one. Uh, you don't press your luck. Walk away from the table. Set yourself a number, and my number is one Reggie Jackson game. Once I get it, I'm done. I'm out. All set. Cash in. And that's it. We're all done. That's it. Cash out. Uh, thank you guys for listening. And if you have a minute, you want to give me a follow on Twitter, hit me up on there. At Mike Apatria. M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And while you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to this. Give us a five-star, thumbs-up, rate, review. Let us know what you think. Uh, we're out here. We're grinding seven days a week. One of the only DFS shows out here that is doing this for you seven days a week. Uh, the originator of the seven-day-a-week uh, DFS show. But we'd like to hear the feedback. We want to get better. If there's things that we can get better at, you'd like to hear more. Uh, we added things in here, which you'll hear me jump into in a moment, which is our player tiers. Uh, that was all fan suggestions. So we want to gear this thing up for you guys. And if you screenshot that and you tag uh, anybody over here on the DFS team on that in Twitter, you'll be entered for a free Fantasy Pass membership. And that is over at hoopdashball.com. And what does that do? That gets you access to the Discord and all the behind the paywall stuff that we have over here. And now, without further ado, I had to get that in there that way because people, people sometimes just maybe they just want to fast forward and go straight to the player tiers. And if you do that, you don't get to hear all the good mumbo jumbo I just said, you know, Twitter follows and all that good stuff. But we'll start with the expensive tier in this one. So 
Uh, you know, I touched on Harden. I touched on Westbrook. Both those guys above the 10K mark. So I'll actually go with somebody less than 10K. I, you know, you heard me mention it. So many, so many guys I like that were less than 10K that I think that we can get, a, you know, take good advantage of. And if I had to pick one of them, I'm going to go to Nikola Vucevic. At 9,300, I love this matchup going against Golden State. I firmly expect him to take advantage of it. I expect this to be a very competitive game. I love him. I love Levine. I love getting some action on the other side of him. It's one of my favorite games to target. Uh, I expect him to be very integrated into this team and probably early. I expect them to probably get them involved early. Like I said, they uh, they noticed that they missed him a lot. Uh, then when that happens and you go back and you watch the film and you, you notice that you miss a guy uh, several occasions, Opens up your eyes a little bit, and you almost look a little bit too much. So, 9,300, I think that he's a fantastic player. There's a ton of centers that we could look at, and a couple of them might even be some of these value plays. So, mid-tier next, we always say around $7,500 or less, so that we we can still afford some of these expensive guys without having to necessarily dumpster dive all the time. And, uh, you know, I don't see why we need to go too, too far. I would say, you know, Draymond Green, but we need that Steph Curry news for me to really have interest in Draymond Green. We have that, that those rock-solid center tandem between Brown and Williams, but I'll go a little off the board and go Malik Beasley against Brooklyn, 6,700. Just a high total game for a high-usage guy. Uh, the minutes are kind of being monitored and limited, but uh, that's going to get raised pretty soon. Again, this guy was suspended. He wasn't dealing with an injury. He didn't have COVID. Uh, he was just suspended. So... Played 30 minutes in that last one. I wouldn't be surprised if it's closer to 32 or 34 and look for him to pretty much return some decent value on that $6,700 price tag. And now for the value. Plenty of options. Plenty and plenty of options we could choose from here. I talked about a lot of these guys in that 4K range. And that's probably where we're going to end up falling and landing. You know, I could say I think Trevor Ariza is probably going to be one of my more popular ones, one of the ones I immediately look at in the you know, low total game. So you want, if you want to pivot off that, there's plenty of other guys that I'm sure that I've mentioned on this show. Uh, but, you know, why don't, we, why don't we keep it in the in the center tier? We'll go Nerlens Noel at 4,800. Uh, I don't love the matchup. I don't love the game total. But with no Mitchell Robinson, uh, you know, it doesn't look like they're landing the whole Andre Drummond. Uh, they, wanted to, they wanted to sign him long term. And potentially, I think they were willing to offer him a three-year deal. Uh, but they didn't land him. So it is going to be Nerlens Noel who is their center of the future, especially if there is no Julius Randle. Expect him to play even more uh, and also open up some minutes for Taja Gibson. But that's all I have for you guys. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow. It'll be Santino. It'll be Will. They'll be crushing that Tuesday card for you guys. Let's go out there. Let's take down some tournaments. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.